You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Welcome to another short shift. This has been a hell of a week, an up and down week. A couple of really bad losses, a couple of nice wins. We're kind of stuck somewhere right in the middle, I guess. I don't know what this team is this week, but still not a lot to complain about, I guess. Record's still really good after the uh, after the break, but losing to Carolina to start our week was fucking rough for me and uh, kind of set the tone for watching hockey for the rest of the week, but that's all right. We'll live. This team marches on. Uh, there are other pressing issues on this team that we are going to get into tonight. Ian, what's 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 your temperature right now? Well, let me preface this with I feel good about the team. I really do. I honestly, truly do. I think we're right where we need to be. Feel great about the team. You think the Carolina game was bad for you? I had to miss that game. I was out. That was that was the uh, the Tuesday night game last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I was out for my girlfriend's birthday, having a great time. And people are tweeting at me and texting me about the score of the game. And I'm good. I'm ignoring it. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? But then I know I have to go home and sit down and choose to watch that game (laughs) and to take notes on that game. Mm -hmm. And with every goal, I just keep thinking, no one will notice if I don't make a video for this one. No one will (laughs) fucking notice. I could just shut it off right now. I'm a grown man. I have that option. No, I had to fucking sit there and watch that that just drubbing. Happens. It just happens. I feel really good about where this team is. I don't think that this week is something that you could take a, a bigger picture look at, honestly. I think this is a week that happens in the middle of a season in an 82-game season that we're not even halfway through yet. Yep, just I'll agree. Nice to remind everyone of that. And Andrew. Yo. We all watch the same games. He was just talking about a drubbing. Kind of happened twice. Kind of happened both times when uh, Tuka Rask was in net. How are you feeling about Tuka right now? I know you got some opinions. I'm not worried. Um, Bruce Cassidy and Tuka Rask, after the Ducks game, said they're not. He's not where it needs to be. Where and partly that's a no shit situation, and partly that's nice to hear. I guess like a like an honest assessment of the play. I think Tuka's moving okay, but I just think I think his timing is just off right now. Yep. Um, should he have gotten some AHL games? Yeah, I think he should have, but that's not where we are right now. He's working out the kinks right where he needs to work out the kinks in the middle of the season, and he's a notoriously slow starter too. So he. Had a couple of really bad games. Gave up five goals on 13 shots in the Hurricanes game and gave up five goals in 27 shots against the Ducks. And somehow the Ducks game was worse. Yeah, because I think three of those... None of the Hurricanes goals you could blame on Tuca. Not only on Tuca, at least. Yeah, not only on Tuca. The Ducks game, I counted maybe three that I think that that I really wish he would have had. Definitely two, maybe three of them. So yeah. especially, especially that Isaac Lundstrom goal. Oh God, that was a, that was a brutal, that brutal one-handed. Oh, the shorty. I, I didn't remember shorty. who scored it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Lundstrom. Um, Ducks are a good team. They have a lot of good young players and some of whom weren't even playing last night. So, but topic at hand, I'm not worried yet. If Tuke is still doing this in two, three weeks, then I'll hover over the panic button. But 
Let him take his lumps. Let, let him take the lumps now. He's had a couple of games where he's gotten shelled. He's got a, had a couple of games where he's stood tall and held the fort. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, the, think I think you make a really good point. If Cassidy was acting like everything's fine, business as usual, then yeah, I'd be concerned too. I'd be like, well, no, 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 no. Rask has been not great. Yeah, what are you to... seeing? What are you right. saying? Are you gaslighting <laughs> me right now? <laughs> Someone pointed out to me, and I actually went back and watched some of his play, that he really is still making those positional saves well. And his rebound control has actually been really good for the most part. Now, everyone, you could point out certain things, but for the most part, his rebounding and his contact with the puck has been really good. It's just the first save that he's failing at, uh, like you said, because he's not up to speed. And I did think that was kind of a something that I could be happy about where I go, okay, it's not like some of the fundamentals aren't there. It's literally just speed coming off of a surgery and being out for six months. The pattern goal really got to me. His first in 44 games, something like that? Yes. Yep. Just an open, just an open slap shot from about maybe 65, 70 feet away. Tuka Rask makes that stop 18 out of 19 times. Mm-hmm. That was just time number 19. What a strange fucking 18 out of 19. <laughs> Nine out of 10 is a 900 save percentage, and that's very below average. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe he actually had a thought process behind yeah, right. 18 out of 19. That's wild to me. Andrew, yeah, you incredible, just, incredible I, I research. I can't believe he had a thought process. Yeah, yeah you could yeah, just stop the thought stop process. <laughs> Honestly, when it, when it comes to Rask and stuff like that, looking at how many games he's played, this is essentially he's still in kind of preseason form. Would it have been ideal for him to get a couple minor league games ahead of schedule, ahead of the NHL schedule for him? Yeah, obviously. He's warming up on the fly right now. And I feel like Cassidy's acknowledgement of he's not where he needs to be. It almost came off. Well, Hey, we were expecting this and he'll get there. You know, like it was not necessarily a vote of confidence, but it was not a, he wasn't being condemned by the coach. You know what I mean? So uh, look, Rask is going to be all right. We don't know what he's going to be at. If he's going to be exactly what he was before uh, the assumption would be that he should be and can be, but again, we're in a good position. Uh, Swayman is lighting it up down in AHL right now. If something happens or if Rask has a setback, if his body's not feeling right, Swayman's right back up. Right. And Olmark, first of all, I thought Olmark was supposed to get that start. And I was confused when I saw that Rask was actually getting the start. Um, I don't necessarily want to see Rask get the, the bigger games, the, the more important games right now. I think down the stretch, Yes, Rask gets those starts, but I I've, I feel like Olmark's play kind of I don't know. It's it, they're, they're not really treating it like a a one A one B right now. It kind of feels like Rask getting a back to back start almost made it sound like yeah he's our number one right off the bat. And I wasn't I'm I'm not really sure how they're handling that, but I don't know. It kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, I'm guessing that Cassidy wanted to test how Rask could handle a back to back. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, you do have to test the dude, and and obviously that was a test, but it just sucked because it felt like in the Canes game, a couple of those goals in the first period was him getting hung out to dry from just piss-poor defense and turnovers. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily the case uh, the, the entire time uh, in the Ducks game. Right. You know, like if there was there was a couple of plays where it's just like, man, Tuca probably really wanted that. And then a couple minutes later, it's like, mm, Tuca probably wanted that one a little bit more than the last one. Right. You know what I mean, like... It was just kind of, it just kind of started to pile up a little bit. And uh, it's just, I, I want to see more, more action out of him. But I just, I'm nervous about the, the type of games, so specifically the Hurricanes game. Like that's, that's a conference matchup. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's something we got to have. That's, yeah. or at least be competitive. I think the only saving grace for me and my mental sanity watching that game was we were just out of that game immediately. So it wasn't like it was close and down to the wire and then heartbreaking to lose. You're just mad for 60 minutes and it's over. Yeah. I, you guys call it a test and I just don't know why you test the guy coming off of a seven month injury in his third and fourth start. Yeah. Like why, why do we need a test for you? Why can't you be the de facto backup 
for a month because we have plenty of time to get you there. Why can't he start every third game? Yep. Like, what's wrong with that? And then the whole Swayman conversation for him coming up, people are saying uh, to uh, to send rest down to the AHL to get some reps. You can't anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. not an option anymore. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now you really do have to make a plan for Rask. If you're going to say he needs seven or eight starts that are going to be lackluster to get back to it, you need a plan. And the plan yeah. should be, Olbark, you're our number one. Rask, you're going to get every third game. And we're mm-hmm. going to pick and choose the games that we think are right for you. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. We see it every year by teams that are trying to get, get their goalies back into it. Even if they go, um, even if they go one and one in the next four games, we play the Coyotes and the Kraken. Yep, those should be Rask starts. Give them, yes. give them a little bit more of the puff teams. He's going to face 28, 30 shots a night. Probably give up two goals, get a little bit of confidence. Because let's be honest, Tuka Rask, if if he has confidence, he plays differently. That's any goaltender, but specifically sure. historically Rask. When that dude's on fire, he's just he's untouchable. He's like Pasternak. When it's yes. good, oh, it is. It is good. very good. But when when the sieve <laughs> kicks <laughs> off early in the first period, that game is just going to go south real quick. I'm yeah. I'm glad that they pulled him after the first because there was no reason for him to stick with the rest of the Carolina game. But sometimes you just get punched in the mouth, and yep. you need yeah. the you need to regroup. And they did. Yeah, man. Could you guys think of a better response game than the Capitals game to that? Oh, that's what you meant by response. I was going to say, did they respond in the second and third period against the Canes? Because I really didn't. <laughs> I thought they, Olmark did. I thought Olmark was great that game, by the way. Uh, yeah, he gave, yes. up, he gave up two goals for the rest of the game. Peppered, Both power peppered play. with shots. Both yep. power play. Exactly. Yep. Sorry, but, Andrew. I jumped on your point about the Caps. It's, 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 it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Um no, that's the cap. The Capitals game was the kind of game that you wanted uh, wanted the response game for, and gave it cre- it gave it credence to be like, okay, we can we can burn the tape, and just like Patrice Bergeron said, burn the tape, get rid of it. That was the worst game this year. That was the worst game in probably two years that I've seen. I can't remember a game last year that was that bad. Um, and dramatic win, and that's how that's how good teams respond. Mm-hmm. That's how good teams respond with pride. And Allmark was a little shaky, but the dub's a dub. And I don't know. I I don't know what else to say. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, the big story in that game for me was I thought we lost Marshawn for the foreseeable future. I thought it was months. I thought it would be literally months. I, I was thinking collarbone, and I tweeted mm-hmm. it out and immediately regretted it because I was just like, if I just spoke that into con- existence, I'm going to be fucking pissed because – Collarbone, you're looking at 12 weeks, 14 yeah. weeks, and you're not even – like, I don't know if you guys have ever had a broken collarbone or not, but, like, it is certainly something that even when you come back and you feel like you're 100%, you quickly find out that you're not. Yep, and you get and scared in, of that same spot because it's so easy to break. Yes. Uh, to bring us back uh, to the Caps right, point, talking. had we lost that Caps game, I would be feeling – even if with a win over the Ducks – I would be feeling way worse about this week. Yeah, 100%. I needed to beat one of those teams, Canes and Caps, and I'm glad we got. I, I would rather beat the Caps and the Canes all day, honestly. I know Thomas, you don't feel that way. But. No, honestly, I, I, it's more important. I feel like at this point to beat a team like the Caps because that's a team that we're borderline even with in terms mm-hmm. of skill and where we're at as an organization. So you want to get over the hump on those. Let's be honest, and uh, I, and obviously it pains me to say it, but the Canes are. A, a totally different animal. They are sugar dot. Yeah, they're 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 loaded. They're absolutely they're loaded. They're, they're playing well. Class. They're being coached well right now. Uh, they, I mean, that part pains that, me because Br- Brindamore is a little pissant. Yeah. yeah. But do we not like Brindamore? Rod the Bod? What? Yeah, not not huge. Not a huge no. fan, but that's okay. No. no. Well, what do we not like about Brindamore? <laughs> what? What? Run we don't hit him as much as Labby. We don't hit him as much as Labby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get such a kick out of Rod the Bod. I I I really do. We're uh, just gonna make Thomas angry. Yeah. I just I think he's a fun coach. I think he's fun to watch. I think he's a cool dude. Yeah, but I mean, like, I when you see him, you don't necessarily think elite coach. And right now I feel like his team is outperforming his skill level or like what you would expect out of 
a Brendan Moore coach team. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just bias, but I think it's bias. Uh, I actually it, really like what he's probably done with that is. team. I really like what he's done with that team. But because that I team mean, they're, isn't they're big winning and they play big. Yes. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And that team he's is blind in the playoffs about the officiating every single year he's mm-hmm. made it. To be fair, people have won series by doing that. Exactly. Well, yes, they have. But (laughs) but in my defense, Brenda Moore is still a bitch. Not as big of a bitch as the owner of that fucking team, though. That's true. 100%. Yeah. Poverty franchise. (laughs) Clown organization, as Thomas said earlier this summer. No, but if you if you really put it in context, they're probably right there with Florida in terms of Yes. Who you expect is coming out of that conference. Like those, those two teams are just an elevated class compared to the rest of, of the conference in general. And it's really, really weird to see that it's, it's great. Oh, it's two non-traditional markets and all that shit, but it is, uh, it's frustrating for me, obviously, because I'm just not a big Canes guy, but they deserve that win. And they fucking dominated that game. And I, I I was the only one of the three of us who had a loss for us in our predictions. And uh, I was really looking forward to being wrong, but I, I just had that fucking feeling. Like I said last week, like it is, it doesn't, things don't work out for me in that way. <laughs> you, <laughs> you won, but it was hot. You yeah. kicked the shit out of us this week. We weren't yeah. even, we didn't even sniff a victory. Like nah, it was, after it was games, games, we you already won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's okay. brutal. But uh, to to just put the the bow on the Marshawn thing, how shocked were you guys when that dude came out in warmups? Let let it, let alone came out in warmups, but played the game. Oh, I I thought it was a a, a fucking stunt to come out in warmups. Yeah. I, I didn't think he was. I thought it was a good sign. He's clearly not as injured as we thought. But I I had no inkling that morning. I said, "There's no way he starts." And mm-hmm. during warmups, I was like, "Okay, very fun, very cute. It's not gonna. This is ridiculous." Just war- coming out in warmups, I was like, he's still going to miss like three, four games. Like, there's just no way. Right. Right. And then the dude didn't miss any fucking games. Absolutely. Not only did he not warrior. miss any games, not only did he miss not miss any games, he had the most time on ice at any Ford on the Bruins. 19 yeah. minutes, 35 seconds. Which, and he looked that's great. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> and he assisted on the game winning goal. Yep. And he was still an absolute rock star on Twitter. Yes, he was. Oh, he sure was. And dunking <laughs> on your least favorite franchise. So yep. good for you, bud. Love I it. love the 20% You're escrow comment. 20% in escrow is an all-time <laughs> sharp. I love it because it confused a bunch of Kane's fans. Yeah. yeah they didn't <laughs> I was like, get it. oh no. <laughs> and then Alan uh, Walsh, Alan Walsh tried to tried to jump in and Marshawn fucking ducked on him too. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. I'm blocked by Alan Walsh on Twitter and I have no idea why. <laughs> I never go to people. How do you know who you're blocked by? I never go to people's fucking profiles well, to find out. When you see comments, it'll say, oh, this the, the this person d- doesn't let people see their comments or whatever. And I, I happened to click on Alan Walsh's name one day and I was like, oh. I'm blocked. And I was like, how? <laughs> I, I might be blocked by more people than I think that. That's what those, yeah. those non-existent comments mean. <laughs> yeah. uh, classic comedy. Hey, let me ask you this, though, if we're going to talk about Marshand. The hit that takes him potentially out and doesn't end up taking him out, that Hathaway hit. Um, thoughts? Not a no great suspension. Hit. No suspension yeah. for it. Uh, yeah. I, I. What do you think? Was it dirty? I feel like I might be in the minority. It wasn't a good hit. I think it was a dirty hit. I don't necessarily know if it was a suspendable hit. Um, obviously, if he got injured on it, I would have been way more pissed off mm-hmm. about it. Looked it looked like he jumped on top of him. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a dirty hit and yeah. it's kind of a, a shit hit from a shit player. But I wasn't I, I wasn't appalled, I guess. I'm right there with know. you. You know, I'm like right there it was you. I was mad about it and I thought I was like, that's not a fucking hit that we should be seeing in this game right now. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and I and by this game I mean like the NHL. Like this is right. a hit that we're trying to eliminate. That's why this rule is there. But I didn't think it was like I don't think he tried to fucking kill him or anything. You know what I mean? But no, there's definitely no. there's definitely been worse hits that this league has also not suspended this year. So I'm not I'm not overly surprised. Two of which that, done by Hathaway later in the week. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Darn Hathaway is just Tom Wilson without the charm. Tom Wilson has charm. 
Oh, exactly. Without the exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He has <laughs> negative. He has negative. Garnet Hathaway is useless. Yeah. He's just a Walmart Tom Wilson. That's all he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Malto meal. You know those big bags of cereal you get for like three bucks and it's like a 64 ounce? He's the fucking Malto meal Tom Wilson. Yeah. Uh, he's really good at injuring people, though. He's really yeah. good at it. Yeah, everybody's got a talent and good for him to, uh, <laughs> to just kind of like make a career out of that. Uh, but yeah like just just my my basic reaction to it was shitty hit not happy about it not overly surprised that he didn't get suspended by it or for it yeah. but uh it it was what it was but i i wasn't as up in arms as a lot of people were i agree with you on that andrew uh, if he had gotten one game i'd have been okay with it if he had gotten like if he had gotten more than one game i'd have been like all right I thought it was a really, I thought it was a dirty hit. And I thought, I, I thought it was, should have been subject to at least a call from department of safety. Yeah. And I was actually very surprised that it wasn't. So like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't taking up the torch, you know, trying to storm the gates, but I thought it was, I thought it was at least a little bit suspendable, but yeah. the fact that he wasn't suspended doesn't mean that department of safety is trash. Yeah, they have any many other examples for that. That was not one of them. Yep. Look, and and I know a lot of people listening to this are probably like, uh, we're just being we're being soft on this uh, particular hit. Um, I I do think a lot of the uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think a lot of the reaction, uh, as big as it was, was because of who it was. Yeah, like Marshawn is the heartbeat of this fucking team. If we lose him, even for a week or two, we can fall out of this race real quick because he makes the first line go. He makes the power play go. He makes this fucking team fire back when they're down. Like that dude is the heart and soul of this team right now. So losing losing him or or thinking for those moments that we're seeing, uh seeing him cringe on the bench, go to the, go to the locker room multiple times back out on the bench. And there was that one moment where they showed him like celebrate and immediately like Winston pain. I was like, fuck, that's a collarbone son of a bitch. Like we're, we're done. This team is done. If he's out for 10 weeks. Yes. I, I do so, think this team slowly falls out of a playoff spot. If Marshan is not on it. Long I long. don't even know if it's slowly. I think it's, I think it's a, a crash and burn scenario. If you lose him, because we can't replace him. Like, look, we're going to make some moves at the deadline and hopefully get a little bit better. But how do you replace a top five NHL player right now? Because that's what he is. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying that you can replace him, but with McAvoy, Postnock, Bergeron, Hall, I mean, there's just enough pieces where I go, all right, we're not going to crater. I'd be surprised mm-hmm. at least if we crater mm-hmm. because again, he's the Do you make soul, the playoffs without him then? No, you don't yeah. do that. You slowly drift out of it and then you get caught by. I don't know, Columbus or the Islanders. You two are still battling that out. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to have to buy you more drinks. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I'm so excited for drinks. I've been working so much. (laughs) And I'm just looking at the Sabres record every day and just getting thirstier and thirstier. Mm -hmm. Shout out to shout out to uh, Angelo's Pokemon evolution. He's now the one eyed pro. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. This, this guy, he, look, he found he found his his uh, his spark and he went with it. And yep, I appreciate I love it. it. And, I love and it. I appreciate it because his spark is shitting on Andrew, and it's yeah. <laughs> and he does it he does it with such class too. That's the best. He's no, never a dick great. about it. It's just no, funny. Exactly. It's always he's, funny. He's the ideal person uh, to interact with on Twitter because he's a big fan of the team. He's normally not very negative about certain things. He's not a blowhard. He's happy to have the interactions and stuff. We love him. Yeah, he's, he's a good man. Dude. Angelo, we, Angelo, you're part of the short shift fam. We fucking love you, dude. Yeah. And uh, I can't and, wait and maybe, to shit on Angelo when he's wrong about something, though. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to happen. Truthfully, so I, can't, I can't wait to figure out what bar we're all going to go to and then yeah. secretly invite Angelo for yes. a round. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> That's a plan right there. What do we got? What Angelo, do we got to talk about? You didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to talk about as far as the Jets game? I don't know if that was probably the least exciting game of the week. Um, well, there's a big there was a big loss from it, though. Yeah. Grizzly yeah. took a bad hit that I don't think was a dirty hit. Mm-hmm. This was no. one of those things. I agreed with Jack on this one. He was Grant definitely turned into it. 
Yeah, he yeah. saw it coming, just didn't expect the the contact, and just not great. Um, and he's out. He's day to day right now, as we know. But that's a huge mm-hmm. loss on the back end. That's yeah. huge. He, he was skating in the the pre road trip uh, practice. He was actually on the top pair. Nice. Yeah, yeah and I, I think I read somewhere that he was not wearing like a, an injury designation color for his practice jersey as well. So neither is bleed, I believe. Yeah, bleed, bleed ready to go on Thursday, it looks like. Need it. Need, need one it. of those dudes at least. Yeah. Um, Real quick. Which, and it really sucks, too, because I feel like Grizzlick had an excellent week other than that. His yeah. his uh, his apple on the Pasternak goal. Winner, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, he was he's just he moves the puck so well. He obviously has some uh, some bonehead moments in the defensive end sometimes, but he just he moves the puck so well. Mm-hmm. He's also even with those bonehead moments, he's also he's just very sound on the defensive end yeah. most of the yeah. time. So and he's the only person on this team who very consistently completes a tape to taper. I swear to mm-hmm. fucking God, yep. it always <laughs> hits their tape when it's him whipping it up. Especially on the power play. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's definitely improved on the power play from last year for sure. Yeah. I, I still say he's a power play quarterback. That's just me. Do we want to talk about power play? Someone put a note in here that felt a tad aggressive. I don't know. I'm calling you out, Ian. <laughs> okay. Ask me the question. Is it back yet? Is it back Ian? Is the power play back? Yes. But <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, it is because they've absolutely found their scoring touch again, which is awesome. The puck movement's been better. Everything about it has been better. They are back. I was too long on the train of this team's power play was terrible. I will admit that. Here's the problem. We still give up, and not just because of the shorty, because that shorty never should have gone in. Nope. We still give up way too many fucking chances when we are on the power play. We play a little too up when we're on the power play, for sure. Yes, and that is just killing me because when we get a power play i am about 50 percent expecting a goal and 50 percent expecting a breakaway the other direction i would really like to get that 80 20 by the end of the season but this is um a long-standing i don't want to say issue but a long-standing problem i guess you can call it i don't want to say issue but let me use a synonym uh yes exactly (laughs) i couldn't think of another word you need to keep moving here it's a long-standing problem with Cassidy coach teams. I believe it was two years ago. They led the league in shorthanded goals against, I believe they gave up 15 that year. Um, it's, it's just how the, it's just how their power play is set up. It's just, it's, a, it's an aggressive power play. I guess you're going to have to take the good with the bad on that one. But yeah, I, 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 I do agree. I do agree that sometimes Sometimes when the other team gets the puck, they don't necessarily, they aren't looking to, they aren't always looking to clear it. Mm. You will see a lot of times there isn't like get it and whip it, whip it 200 feet the other way. It's get it and carry because they have open ice. The other team will have the penalty killers will have open ice more so than most teams. Well, we play one high and then we really, we really spread out to the corners um, so you get a block from the, t- if that quarterback turns it over, it's a two on one every time. Yep. Every time, every, every time. time. And that's, is, is that, do you believe there needs to be an adjustment or is that just something you live with it with how dynamic that setup is? Uh, this is one of those things where I have to just defer to the coach. Mm-hmm. I can't criticize a special teams unit like this. Cause I just, I, I am not smart enough to tell to tell Bruce Cassidy what's the better option here. He knows his personnel, and I trust him with it. I just hate how much we give up on the other end. I mean, we play a high-risk, high-reward system when it comes to the power play, Yeah, where it's like we're very capable of scoring on the power play, especially the way that they're constantly trying to feed the one-timer to Pasta right now who's just fucking feeling it. Yeah. But oh God, he because is of the system, it. if – it, like like Andrew just said, they're not necessarily just trying to clear it out of the zone and get the change. They're trying to fucking bring it down. Because one of the best ways to stop a power play is to fucking possess the puck. And if you give them the space to do that, they're going to do that. And even if it only eats up like six, seven seconds before they get the change, 
that's a good amount of time because it takes yeah. another it takes another seven eight seconds to reset. So all of a sudden, one turnover and one skate out of the zone for their PK, we we just lost a quarter of our power play. Right. Yeah. That part's frustrating. I think the power play is certainly better than it was just a couple of weeks ago, but it does not. It, I haven't reached the point like I have before with this team where it inspires confidence. Mm-hmm. Because there yeah. was a period of time for this team, especially like middle to late last season, I feel like it was. Maybe I'm wrong about the the time frame necessarily. But, you mean uh, around when Taylor Hall came in? Well, yeah. I mean, there was, there was a period of time where it's like, oh, wow, we're on the power play. We're going to score a fucking goal. Mm-hmm. And you're almost shocked when you don't. Because you go on four power plays in a game and you score twice. Score three times, whatever the case it's is. such a high standard because this team is, I believe, seventh in the league yeah. in power play efficiency. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish they would slightly adjust how power play efficiency is calculated. It should be power play efficiency plus how many shorties you give up. Yeah. Yeah. But then we'd be we'd be not as good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would right. be like twelfth or something. I don't know. Yeah. I actually no, don't know how many short angles we'd give up. I think that would be more accurate though. You know what I mean? I think that would be like a more accurate I, I think well, there I mean, is. I, think, I, I think feel like that metric. needs to yeah, that needs to be like a, a special like, teams metric in general. Yeah. I mean, you can literally just look up your shorthanded uh, or your power play Corsi percentage of scoring chances, and that basically gives you your answer. Yeah, uh, true. And I, I'm sure we are in the bottom third of the league in that one. That's it's oh. it's got to be as mm-hmm. far as scoring chances. I don't know about actual shorthanded goals allowed and everything, but mm-hmm. just give up a lot of chances. So related to the power play, uh, Foligno got pulled off it a little bit. What's your thoughts on Foligno? I don't really know where to begin with him right now. It's it seems like it's just slowly getting a little bit worse and the benefit of the doubt is kind of going away from me. Yeah. Ian, you brought up a really good point on, on your, uh, your recap of the ducks game. So why don't you take the lead here? Uh, I'm bummed. I like that signing so much. And I keep saying, I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks, he's such a, a middle of the line guy, right? He doesn't affect the game in a positive way. In my book, he doesn't affect the game in a negative way. And it's gotten to the point away against ducks. Yeah. That was the (laughs) first time that I just went, okay, well, I can't say that this video, um, (laughs) the biggest issue I'm having now is this has to be multiple lingering injuries, right? I mean, I'd like that to be the reason, obviously I don't want that for him, but I'd like that to be the reason that he doesn't look good and that he just needs to get fully healthy and he could be a dynamite bottom six guy that I thought he would be. But did did the Bruins just send Nick Ritchie to fucking Toronto and they sent us Felino and both of us are laughing at each other while we do it? Is that what happened? That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, mm. I think I think Felino needs to go on the LTIR if he has these multiple injuries and he needs to stay there until he's healthy. And we still have time. We have so much time. We could use the cap space. But. This guy won't do it unless he's truly unable to play. That's just how he operates. That's very clear from anyone who has seen an interview with the guy. He's a warrior. He's a competitor. But at what point? At what point do you just say, "Hey, the old warhorse don't have it no more"? Like be at the end of next close. season when yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but can, can it come, deal? Can it come sooner? That's my question. I mean, can it come sooner? What What are you gonna do? trade him for nothing and eat that fucking not even not even trade him not even trade him just be like hey you're our 13th ford now you make it 3.8 million dollars but you know we got we got a guy making we got a guy making 800k who is playing 10 times better than you are right now in anton it's just uh, it's just frustrating to say hey you're almost making four million dollars and uh you're our new wagner you know, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's gotta be a swallowing pride situation. If you're, if you're Don Sweeney into a lesser extent, Bruce Cassidy. Well, look, yeah, that's, that's, that's part of the ammunition that a lot of people who have issues with Don Sweeney is it's a lot of pride swallowing with veteran signings yeah. where things don't work out. Like we've seen multiple times Bacchus and like, is this another Bacchus situation? Not necessarily. It's not the it's same money. It's not the same yeah. term. Yeah little bit safer of a deal but like we kind of knew that this was going to happen he was going to get banged up but it's it's not just that he's getting banged up it's that he's still getting marched out there and he's hurting the team right now do you want to hear some bad news oh yeah let's keep let's just fucking dump it 
So <laughs> just being a fellowship of the miserable right now. Let's go. <laughs> Let's say he's your 13th guy, right? Let's say going into next season, he's your 13th guy. Hmm. Uh, and you put him in the minors. You're like, oh, save some money. Nope. That contract hmm. is 3.8 against the cap. No matter what. Regardless. No yep. matter what. Yep. No matter what. That is a chunk of money that a lot of people are going to be looking at a deadline time this year and next going, unless he turns around, obviously we're hoping for that, but you're sitting there going, this sucks, man. This sucks. Unless you get, unless, unless you get a team that needs, needs to hit the floor next off season and be like, Hey, like maybe for example, the coyotes who are going to be, fielding an entire team of 18 to 21 year olds next year from the look of it. Here's, mm. here's Foligno in a fifth. Uh, have fun. Yeah, Future yeah, considerations. Right. Thanks. I don't right. want to be there yet. I don't want to be there. I feel like we're, we're joking around, but I feel like we're being a little rude. Mm. Um, we're 30 something games into his, his tenure or 40 games, whatever it is. I, I really want the like best him. for this guy. Yeah. Like, I still like him. I'm still rooting for him. But it the conversation has to be had at this point because this is now the third time he's gone down with something. Yeah. So yeah. I we think knew it's he was to have the discussion. Healthy. Yeah, I mean it's it seems like it's a string of bad luck for the dude. Um he's a high character guy, so you want to root for him. But I don't know. I think the next couple of weeks are gonna be very critical to uh the overall look at his tenure in a Bruins uniform. Yeah. I'm I'm down with him resting for that. And I just really, I wonder if it, he jumps around so much in the bottom six. What if we kind of found him a home in one spot when he gets back for a few games with similar line mates, like the old DeBrus problem, right? Like we'll just give him some consistency for a bit. He's a veteran. He's been in the league long enough that that shouldn't be the answer, but I'd like to see them try it. Just give him a one little hole that he can carve out his, what he needs to do to help the team. Because I think he can. I just, I'm not seeing what it is. Where would you put him? I I put him on the fourth line, but then you talk about who you're knocking out, Lazar, no sick or bleed. And I really can't in good conscience knock any of those guys out over Felino right now. Exactly. There it is. It's It's tough. It's a tough situation. Yeah. Well, you quickly mentioned uh, DeBrusque. DeBrusque has been impressive. Um, yeah. For for a couple weeks now. He's had a couple of games where he was a little bit unno- unnoticeable, but um, he's kind of buzzing right now, and I'm enjoying he, the fuck out of watching his game. He uh, turned it on in the did. third period against the Caps. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. His value, his value is going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not just his trade value. His value to this team is going up. I really think- wish I can be a fly on the wall in that locker room and just kind of gauge where his head is at. Do you think there is a inkling of a possibility that he either rescinds the trade request or Don Sweeney just says, look, you, and I think you said this last week, Thomas, your value to this team is more than what we could get out of you in a trade. Do you think that do you think that's a reality that is closer now? Do you think it actually ha- do you think there's a possibility it actually happens? Well, the way you just worded it, it's I don't think you say that to the player necessarily, mm-hmm. but you do say that internally. If you are a responsible general manager or or team president or whoever's getting involved in this decision making, you do have to kind of weigh your options where it's just like, look, this is how he's playing. Let's see if he's still on the on the side of being disgruntled. See see if he wants to stick it out because I think his value to this team still remains higher to this team than on the trade market. If the guy still wants to get out, he's done he's done you a favor the last couple of weeks by looking good. Uh, you've got on your notes here that uh, the Rangers are looking at him and potentially one of the more serious contenders uh, for his services and also contenders for for their division. They're playing extremely well this year. I can't believe I I just, they're playing so above what they should be. And I'm really waiting for it to fall apart. I absolutely can believe it because they got rid of David fucking Quinn. Yep. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's a good point, but yeah, like I I hate to say it too. I feel like that's a good fit for him. Yeah. High speed. Absolutely. 
and I just don't and, want to see him turn his quote unquote turn his career around in in a uniform in New York. Like but right not, now, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> right now, for the Rangers, you do have a couple of of disgruntled younger kids who are closer to needing a change of scenery than not. There's <laughs> Philip Heal, uh, who's getting squeezed out right now. 22 year old former first round pick, plays center. And a name that I dug down the rabbit hole earlier today, Alexis Lafreniere, the actual number one draft pick in 2020. Do you know he has averaged the least amount of ice time for a number one draft pick in the NHL for his first two seasons in the last eight years? Nail Yakupov that more. I was about to bring up Yakupov. Wait, really? Yep. Nail Yakupov averaged his first two seasons, averaged 14 minutes and 16 seconds. Lafreniere, his first two seasons, has averaged 13.52. Wow. He has been stapled on the third line, and there are rumblings that, A, the Rangers are not happy with what they're getting, B, Gallant is stapling him, and C, he's not happy. I love the I'm not tree. saying that they move him. They're not going <laughs> to move the number one draft pick within 100 games. That would be... Executive suicide. Yeah, but do you think a do you think a um an addition of DeBrusque would just a make that log jam bigger because they're both left wingers, and b would you mind a Philip Hedel, a young center? So uh, my name is Ian, and I'm here to pop your bubble. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing, and I'm very confident in saying this. The Rangers contacted the Bruins about DeBrusque because they were hoping that with DeBrusque's cap hit and potential um, deal next year, uh, what is it, 4.8, something like that? Four point, actually, it's 4.41. 4.41, great. Mm-hmm. So they're basically hoping that they can reach out to us and give up next to nothing to grab a a struggling third line winger with a lot of potential that he just hasn't been able to put together and he doesn't want to be here. They are not, I really truly believe they're not considering giving up an asset unless they get a lot more than DeBrusque. This is simply a, hey, we have a little bit of cap space and he'd be real fucking easy to get. Damn you. <laughs> I know it sucks. And it sometimes, really does. Yeah. I just sometimes you got to piss on the fire, but yeah. yeah I, look I, at I, their roster. Look at their yeah. options. And you, you laid them out to us. Uh, what is, what is Keto making? Uh, 2.3. He's tw- two years younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously laugh. I mean, I don't have to, you know, <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's not, not happening, <laughs> but that's not happening. But I more brought that up for like, the, the 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 current roster construction of the Rangers is a little right. haphazard right now. It is, and I totally get that. I just the only thing coming back to us would be a little bit of a salary dump, <laughs> and maybe maybe something we'd be like, oh, maybe we could use it. I do not think they're giving up any real assets. Third it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense when I look at their their roster, their construction. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Which makes you yeah. Which makes me which. NHL Network was really harping on the Rangers sniffing around there. So, yeah, I just but, don't know what they see. I, I, maybe I'm missing something. I just don't. What, so, what would they give up that made sense from their side? Maybe they're trying to get fleeced. Maybe they're making a real bad move. I don't know. But Chris I don't. Drury, I don't let's go. <laughs> Damn it. He's on my wall right now. Yep. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought him up. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Thomas, do you have any take, take on this? No, I mean, I, I kind of already gave it in general. Like, I th- I feel like he would be a good fit there. I just I don't know what the return would be. And and let's be honest, like this trade request has been out there for a few weeks now, mm-hmm. and you're also seeing similar situations. It was literally just referenced that there are some disgruntled younger guys in their organization. This shit kind of happens when a team is overperforming and or. Or, or loaded up on the back end where you have other guys coming up like we do with Steen and Halle fucking emerging as a uh, very viable second uh, second line center for us. And 10 points in the last 13 games. Yeah, like knows he's, he's performing. And it's, it's what we needed out of a player like him, especially uh, with the investment that was made on him. Mm-hmm. But 
look, there's there's players all over this league that are disgruntled. So if we want to look at trading a problem for a problem, we're probably going to lose that deal because I don't think DeBrusque is nearly the problem that many teams will try to unload back to us. That's what's scary to me. Yeah. You know, like, look, we've we've seen similar situations before. The Ryan Donato and stuff like that, where somebody's not necessarily happy, let's move them. Like, let's see what we can get. The Donato thing worked out for us. Donato definitely worked out. and, and Because he was part it, of a bigger deal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So what is that bigger deal with Jake DeBrusque? Because it's not going to be a one-on-one. We're not going to – I don't think we're going to get a third-round pick for this dude. Like, it's mm-hmm. just – I don't see it. Yeah. But I just – I don't really know where he goes. I don't know where he fits. Which right. is why – quote. Hey, why don't we just keep, why don't we just keep you and keep teach and treat you as a rental? Because there's well, no I, way they're going to sign him to the qualifying offer. There's no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think that's very much that's more of a possibility than it was a week and a half ago. I still think it's a, a not a high possibility. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think teams we have to really look at teams like the Sharks, like the Coyotes, the teams that there's a guy we would need to make a bigger package for. Uh, to get who we want out of there, that that those are the kind of teams I'm looking at. Rangers, it just I can't see mm-hmm. how that deal comes to fruition. Yeah, and let's also and- let's also remember that right now we're not really talking or hearing much about the deal or a potential deal. You're not hearing a lot of complaints out of his side because the team's winning. Yeah, like we're we're performing well, and he's part of that. Mm-hmm. So. He's he's done nothing but just kind of keep his head down, play the games correctly, and continue also to be a, a, a great ambassador for the team. You still see things with him throwing pucks over the net or over oh, the glass yeah. for people. Like the dude, it's it's not like he doesn't like playing here for the for these fans or anything like that. He's not trying to punish the the fan base of this organization. I think he had a problem with the coaching, his pr- problem with his role. That's kind of changed behind the scenes. So I don't know. It's until we hear otherwise, I'm going to assume that he's at least a little bit more comfortable with what's happening now that it's kind of out on the table. And if a deal comes, he's going to welcome it. But if it doesn't come and he continues to play like he has been playing, it's, it's a win for the organization. So, absolutely. I like to. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and then you just cross, you cross the qualifying offer bridge when you come to it. Really that simple. Yeah, and I and I don't even know if you cross that bridge. I think that bridge just crumbles and burns <laughs> and goes away, you know. But I think y- you make a good point that now that he has a role, it's a lot easier for him to settle in, right? I feel like he does. I think that was his problem to begin with. Yeah. He didn't know where his place was on this team. And mm-hmm. and to a point, he kind of still doesn't have a super solidified role, but he's getting consistent playing time. He's he's getting good minutes with the same line mates. With yeah. the same fucking structure. I do want to give credit to to Sweeney for playing this perfectly, though. Mm-hmm. Literally a, about as good as you possibly could have. Yeah. Patience. And it's actually working out in a nice little setting where the, the player is improving. Really, really good. Uh, I, I, it's really just the patience is impressive because mm-hmm. it would have been easy just to pull the trigger on something and get him off the team. Mm-hmm. But he did. They did say they did say that the first thing that Sweeney said is that we're not making a trade just to make a trade. Mm-hmm. And they felt firm to that. When, you know, that first Elliot Friedman report came out that a dozen teams were in on the DeBrusque trade. And he just, he, he could have, he could have easily just plucked one out of a hat and been like, all right, off you go. Yep. But he didn't maximize he, the value. That's well, exactly he, what he gambled on the fact that DeBrusque would increase his value. Mm-hmm. And, that gamble seems to be paying off regardless if he trades him or not. It seems like it's paying off right now. So Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have too much else, uh, but I did want to touch on one of the, uh, the talking points here. V nine continues to play well, but he got designated as the seventh man. And I, I know I've seen Ian's standpoint on this guy. Uh, My standpoint on Cliffy is, um, take it or leave it, prefer to leave it. <laughs> How are we feeling about Cliffy getting the bump up and V9 being the seventh guy? 
Hate it. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it really is kind of a simple thing right now, which I don't understand why that's happening. I just, I feel like V9 has earned himself a top six role. Yeah, over Clifton it, by far. Is it the apprehension over the offside play? I don't know. Well, I don't get it though because the big thing coming into the season is Forbort can, pl- can play either side. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Put him on the other side. Yeah. Fucking. That's part of his value. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Maximize his value. Yeah. Please. I please. Can't, I know please. <laughs> yeah. Mil- please milk that for all it's worth. I can't yeah, justify absolutely. Clifton being in the lineup over over Vaka Nainen right now. And mm-hmm. I was slow to be like, Vaka has earned this spot. Mm-hmm. God. He's, he's, me he's been so bad. He's been so, he's been critical mass bad, Clifton has. Mm. So it's like. I we can't believe we, I have to eat crow on him twice. I have to eat crow on him because I shit on him and then he played great and now he's going back to shit and I have to eat crow again because I was complimenting him. Yep. Fucking, like, that's oh, not yeah. fair. But that's, <laughs> that's literally Clifton's game, though. <laughs> that's literally his game where he just. He's playing me? Yeah. <laughs> what what, what did you say? What did you say earlier this year? I don't think God knows what Clifton is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, fair. All right. Fuck. Clifton will have five or six games in a row where he's either counterproductive to what we're trying to do as an organization or he's just flat out bad. Yeah. And then he'll have one game where he has two assists and in on a really big defensive play. And you're just like, man, that dude is all effort, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. love Cliffy Hockey, love it. Because there's been multiple times that I've been like, wow, if this guy can do this all the time, he would be unbelievable for us. Namely, namely his little playoff stretch. Unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> but he's not that player. He's just not that player. And we've, we kind of know that already. We still don't know what V9 is going to be getting those bigger minutes as this season progresses. So why is he not in the game? If you are going to run out Rask and take a shot and let him learn on the fly, why can't you do that for some of the other kids? I don't want this to be a Cassidy hating on the young guy thing. I don't want to see that because everything that we've seen since this break has been Cassidy's kind of transformation on that. Debrusque yeah. being the shining star of, of that different mindset. So I don't know if this is a temporary thing or not. Uh, I'm hoping it is. I think Fakanainen should be in the lineup more often than not right now. And again, I tie this back because I, I keep looking at him and seeing Zaboral at the same time. Like, Everything that I wanted to see Zaboral accomplish this year that got taken away with his injury, I want to see I want to see V9 in that role. Like I I don't know. It's just part of this team that I want to see and root for, uh, just as a fan. And unfortunately, if you're gonna play Cliffy over him, I'm going to have a lot to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Cassidy, Cassidy has proven that, hey this is more merit-based than it may have been in the past mm. with Steen, with Bleed, with Zaboral, with what appeared to be V9. But I, you're absolutely right, Thomas. Like, if Connor Clifton is in the starting lineup for tonight's game against the Abs, I'm going to lose my shit because look i think he's gonna i think he's gonna be there unless unless we hear something in the morning uh or throughout throughout the day like i think that's what we're gonna see so i'm kind of wrapping my head around okay this is this is what's happening right now but for this three game road stretch is he gonna get three starts like is he gonna be in the lineup all three nights yeah that's that's my question right now that will frustrate me like to no end that will frustrate me Especially since, again, he's earned the spot. He's more than earned the spot. He had an amazing penalty kill. Um, the start of the game. Yeah. The start of the game. Yeah. It was unreal. I, I went back and watched it earlier today. It was, he, was, he was attacking. He was doing something that he barely did his, fir- his first time up here. Or his first, second, or third time up here over the years. Mm-hmm. He attacked the puck. He was playing with immense confidence and he just made three clears by himself. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else was just standing in their positions, but V9, V9 was the attack dog. 
Well, that's that's it too, because it feels like over the last couple of games, he's had a couple of very good games. So my only thought when I first saw the thing about uh, Cliffy getting the start over him was maybe Cassidy saw something in V9's game that he wanted to correct and bring to his attention. And this is part of that process where it's like, hey, we're going to sit you. We need you to watch this game tape. Like, this is something we want to see improve the next time we throw you out there. Mm-hmm. What is that? Unfortunately, I don't know if that's actually a thing because I felt like he did play very well uh, and has continued. Not to say that he's been perfect. Nobody on this defense has been perfect, especially no. in the last couple games. But no. look, Vakanine's a young kid coming into his own, figuring out his body, figuring out his his position, figuring out his role in an organization. Cliffy's already been there. Mm-hmm. We know what Cliffy's role is. We actually, I, I think this is the year we finally figured out what Connor Clifton is. And, and soon, it's a, 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 an ex-Bruin at some point in the in the near future, I would assume. An NHL seventh defenseman. That's yeah. his ideal role. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. My my prediction is that that's going to flip flop a little bit, and I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But um, I hope this entire I hope this entire segment is is old. By 11 a.m. tomorrow. By 11 a.m. Yep, yep. <laughs> that, that is that is the hope. By the time it's by that by the time everybody's listening to this, maybe this is outdated. But right, we will see. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, let's wrap it up with some predictions. So Andrew wins this week. Got it. Got you, yeah. Andrew. When's the last time you won a week? Oof. Hey, Ian. What? Guess what? What? Shut up. Okay. I was hoping for a good comeback there. We uh, we did not get one this time. Yeah, That's it was, okay. Next time. It was prior. Yeah. It was prior to Santa Claus coming to everybody's house, I believe. So. Oh I, no. Hey Thomas. Hey Thomas. Shut up. That's all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so last week you guys uh, just were terrible. Um, we embarrassed so ourselves. Yeah. Easy job. <laughs> we were fucking awful. Uh, and it again some more uh, shutout predictions that didn't quite pan out. If the shutout worked against the Ducks for me, I was going to ask that I win the week regardless. Are you just going to ask <laughs> yeah, for a dub? <laughs> I would not have earned it at all, but I was going to ask. Excuse me, sir. May I have this dub? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, I correctly predicted a shutout. Uh, I deserve this. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> but for now, we've got abs tonight. Mm-hmm. And then we head to the Oats for Friday. And then we have stars on Sunday. All road since we've been spoiled and have been playing quite a number of home games recently. Uh, quick week on the road. Let's start with Andrew. Colorado Avalanche tonight. The Colorado Avalanche have averaged more than four goals a game this year. They are an offensive powerhouse, which is why I'm predicting that Linus Allmark, he gives up two goals. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say shutty, but I decided against it at the very last second. Um, I say a tough road win. I'm going to go 3-2 Bruins. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, that is going to be a 4-3 overtime Dubberoonian cheese. I, I wish I had the optimism of you guys. Um, well, you know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you guys are going to make me winning this week and going back to back a lot easier. Guys, the mm-hmm. Avs are the class of the Western Conference. And not only that, we've it proved not that we even can't close. beat these teams yes. over and over again. <laughs> uh, I do think we Omar- passed a lot of tests in the last three and a half weeks. Let's be fair. <laughs> Didn't pass the Canes test, and that's our comparable to the Avs right now. <laughs> uh, very, very tight comparable, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, ju- I don't see a dub. I do see Olmark keeping us in this game. I don't think this is a spot where we're going to get blown up for five goals right off the fucking bat. I think we lose 4-2. Four 4-2 two. Four two loss. Okay. Just just for the record, the uh, Avs uh, are 9-0-1 in their last 10. That means they're due. With a, <laughs> I with love a, that. That's what I do, too. <laughs> look, it is a seven-game win streak, and they are outscoring those teams that they are beating. By a lot. Well, that team they is going to continue fire. their point streak. It's just going to be an overtime loss. Okay. We'll give <laughs> I will that. say. I will say that I, I've said in the past that um, plus minus is a dog food stat. I don't think it should be. I think it only should be used in extreme cases. Um, Devin Taves is a plus thirty-five this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That is ridiculous. <laughs> so, but that means they're due. That they they're they're nine zero and one in their last ten. They're in a seven game winning streak. That means they're due to lose. Okay. <laughs> so the opposite game would be Friday, where we play the worst team in the Western Conference, and that is the Coyotes. Uh, Coyotes averaging like 6,000 people at their arena watching them right now because the team is miserable. Are you being generous on that uh, one? It's, it's, it's not good. It is not good. Um, I think that's an easy dub, and I think we are going to be pissed off after the, uh, the beatdown, the physicality of a team like the Avalanche, and I feel like we go in and we win 5-1 Ooh. against the Yotes. Oh, I like that one. I like that. Um, I think it's going to be a four zero shutty for Tuka Rask. Wow, we are losing against the fucking Yotes. That's a bummer. It's <laughs> a huge bummer. Nope. That hey, is gonna hey, be a f- Ian, Ian, do you wanna know who's second on the team second on Arizona in goals this year? Um 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 real um, quick without um, looking. Keller? <laughs> He's first. He is really <laughs> Bill Kessel. Nope. You want to know second? I was so Travis, excited. Travis Boyd. Tra- that took me a minute to remember who that was, if I'm going to be exactly. honest. <laughs> Jesus. Four uh, nothing dub. Rask gets the shutout. Let's go. You guys don't even understand the memes that are going to come from this game. Phil Kessel is going to pot two and get an assist. It's going to be a 4-3 dub for us, but Phil Kessel is going to go off. <laughs> Just propping up that trade value when he goes. Yeah, he is. Fucking, I love me some Phil the Thrill. I'm not going to lie. I love the guy. Anyway, that's 4-3 dub. All right. Okay. Sunday against the Stars. So we'll play an elite team. We're going to play a bottom barrel team. And then we're going to play a middle of the road team in Dallas. This is a team that I actually had for a, uh, a strong contender out of the West. And they have underperformed considerably. You want to talk about goal differential, Andrew? They are currently negative one as a team. They, so that they, is, are, they are as even as you can possibly they get. Are as yeah, they're well, as they're off by one, but sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like mathematically, that was an incorrect yeah. statement. Yeah. Andrew, thank I'm you. just saying, technically, <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 quality they, are band. Yeah. <laughs> they are literally the most medium team in the mm-hmm. NHL right now. Good for them. Um, you got to be known for something. That's okay. Uh, and right. in and even their uh, their last ten, six and four, they're <laughs> just like they're as close to medium as you can be. I'm gonna Stiff. say that game is unnecessarily tight, and we win three two. Three two dub. I like it. Hey guys, guess what? That's a four three win. Um, I'm sorry. Hell of a road, I'm... Hell of a road trip predicted by yeah. Ian. Yeah. So now I'm terrified. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's going to be a 4-2 loss. They are as even as possible, but I think there's I think I think there's going to be some tired slash you know, high off of two straight wins and maybe kind of not overlooking Dallas, but maybe underestimating them a little bit. They may be mm-hmm. mid, but they're not awful. So mm-hmm. See, here's why this week it's not as crazy as it sounds when I say it's three dubs, right? Because the the signature win is over the abs in overtime, right? 4-3 overtime win. And then we go to the Yotes, and it's a letdown game because it's a 4-3 regulation win, but why do we allow three goals, right? And then we go to the Stars, and we get a 4-3 win against a decent team. That's That's totally reasonable. Absolutely. So, Thomas, how do you feel about winning this week? <laughs> Uh, if I win with the same score for every game, I will never shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to see us get close to that. Our goal differential hasn't always been perfect, but that's okay. So so just because of the way we just predicted these games, there's a chance that all three of us can individually win and then go to goal differential. I think for just just a little backup of a, uh, of a coin toss, I guess, for us, how many goals... Do the Bruins beat the Kraken by next Tuesday at home? Five. Jesus. I was going to say... They're bad. They are bad. They, they are, are bad. really bad. 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to go with a much more moderate two. I'm, I'm in between that. I'll say three. Okay. So we'll add that to is, our, uh, our tiebreaker. Should we do? Okay. Okay. So that's going to be the tiebreaker. All right. Yeah, I mean, right, other than fair. goal differential and stuff like that. Cause and when way, we lose to the Kraken and we're tied yeah. in every fucking way. <laughs> then, then at that point, we all just take a loss. Yes. We just but we have we, to put it on there that we've all yes. lost that week. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, anybody got anything else? Anybody has some final thoughts of this week for Bruins hockey? No, I'm exhausted. I'm so ready for, for to just drink a, a bottle of whiskey and go to bed. Enjoy it. Y'all don't y'all if you're all listening, all three of us have jobs that we are uh, currently uh, doing the jobs of multiple people in so mm-hmm. don't grow we're getting our asses kicked every single one of us is getting our asses kicked every day at work every Brutal. day every day and no none of us work in the same building with each other I, i'm not even near these guys <laughs> nope. I- gentlemen much appreciate as always anybody listening we appreciate you guys for listening uh feel free to make sure that you are subscribed on any and all podcast formats throw us a rating help us continue to grow uh this has been a hell of a year for us already uh seeing the show continue to grow is is really exciting and continue to reach out to us on twitter interact pretty good chance that you're going to say some weird ass shit to us that we will reference on this podcast at some point pick fights with andrew because god damn it that's so easy to do it really is (laughs) it is is he failed his uh new year's resolution yeah it was it was like a week into it and he was just like ah fuck it yeah, exactly. Just, just building, building for 2023. Yeah. New Year's resolutions were were made to be broken. We all know this. That's okay. Yeah, it's true. All right, folks. All right, uh, boys. We will catch you next week. Let's go and uh, and get that dub tonight and prove my prediction wrong. Go beat. Go, go beat. Later, boys. Wait, real quick, Ian. Uh. Show the steam. Show us the steam jersey. Oh, I want to see it. Hold up. It's yeah. so clean. Nice and clean. Oh, that's good. And if we're being honest, I feel like you're not wearing the uh, the steam jersey because you got to clean those sleeves already. Because it's full of the glizzy. God. <laughs> <laughs>